What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards lose to the 76ers 128-146. They allowed Joel Embiid to score 48 points. But we're going to talk about who stood out from the young guys and recap the game. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. It's your host, real Ed Oliver, and my guy, Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards lose again, 120 to 146, two to 76ers. The Washington Wizards are now one and five and zero oh and four in away games. Another similar script tonight, where they just you know end up getting blown out, and then West waves the white flag, and they put the bench in some of the young guys. So Brandon, we're going to start with the young guys again. Uh, what was your evaluation? Uh, what were some positives you saw from the young group and some negatives that you saw from the young? Group? From the young guys. Um, looking at the young guys, man. Um, I don't know if you consider Denny a young guy now. Um, kind of not, but I'm gonna roll with him as a young guy. Um, played well. You know, we, we brought up the fact that him being that third squad option, I definitely think he is. I mean, if you look at the stat line, man, 27 minutes, which is a big plus to me, 16 points, five rebounds, six assists, shot five for eight from the field, two for four from three. I mean, only one turnover, got a steal. I mean, he looked good. Because, I mean, we're going to talk about the vets and, and starters later, but Denny looked good. He definitely looks like he, he solidified himself as a third scorer. But getting into the true young guys, I mean, Bilal got 19 minutes. That's a good sign as far as minutes-wise. 10.3 rebounds. Um, His shot's still coming along. But, I mean, that 1-3, you know, he, the release looked quicker. But um, off night from Johnny Davis and Corey Kisper, man. Um, Kisper seems – I don't, know where he's, I don't know where he's at, man. He's had a rough couple games, 0 for 2 overall, three points, two turnovers, and Johnny Davis, too afraid from the field. So um, I think the biggest thing, I mean, like I said, the positives, like I said, Denny being at th- um, the third scoring option. And Bilal, you know, you, you see the potential as far as his offensive side, um, the dunk, you know, as far as uh, on the run, man, and transition, he's money. It's just when, when the offense is set, you see this with a lot of the young guys, man. Is a hesitancy to drive the lane. I don't understand it. It really, it just, it bugs me because there's, there's, there's times in the game where you see there's an avenue where Blau or even Johnny Davis can drive and they're, they're hesitant. Um, but like I said, in transition, Kulabali with that speed, man, he, he he's money. Obviously, the defense is, is money, but um, when, like I said, when the offense is set, his hesitancy to drive the lane is questionable. So as far as his offensive game, man, I want to see him drive more, try to get more, you know, try to get more fouls, man, get to the free throw line. But the young guys, you know, it was a struggle tonight. It was a struggle tonight. Looking at the bench period, uh, Ryan Rollins, 10 minutes. Uh, you know, Ryan Rollins did – he does what he does. I mean, just in 10 minutes, six points, five rebounds, three assists, but five turnovers. So, you know, if he wants to be that backup point guard of the future, he's got to really deal with those turnovers. In. And Eugene from Eugene, Emery, you know, underwhelming game, 10 points – or not 10 points, 10 minutes, but four points, four rebounds. But, again, 
three turnovers and four personal fouls, which a lot of that had to do with them trying to find some way, if there is a way, to stop Joel Embiid. And that just, you know, um, and like I said, we're going to talk about the starting unit, how Daniel Gafford had a pretty good quarter. But but as far as the young guys, man, it allowed – and like I said, I don't know if we consider Denny a young guy anymore, but I feel like he he looks solid this year, man. I mean, from the office standpoint, he has done everything we've asked him to do. Now, you know, if you want to get in specifics, yeah, the left hand, he still needs to work a lot on the left hand. He's still right-hand dominant. But overall, Denny has really proven to be that third scorer, man. Uh, he really has. And, you know, looking at it below, you see the potential offensively. It's just he's got to be more aggressive, especially driving the lane and trying to get those fouls, man, and trying – he's got to be more – aggressive so that's what i kind of what i want to see from black going forward man is being more aggressive same thing with johnny johnny just he's got to work on that efficiency so uh underwhelming but you know we're still early in the, in, in the rebuild man so you know we're still seeing what they can do and you know, johnny davis is <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah johnny has some up and down moments he uh had a floater that uh can't remember was it was airballed or blocked but he had a, he had a floater that was off but he stuck with it, got an offensive rebound and put it back. Um, had a tr- had a uh, transition layup. He had, yeah, he had an awkward floater and missed. I wrote in my nose. He missed a floater and then had to put back. Then he had another put back as well. So uh, I thought Johnny Davis played hard. You know, didn't have his best game tonight. Uh, Blau, just to piggyback back off what you said, he, he's still working on his offensive game. Yeah, uh, he did have an open three, and he ended up with. 10 points he did knock down that open three so i like that he he was confident in taking the shot but yeah sometimes you know he does get stuck in that no man's land offensively where he's just hesitating three for three from the free throw line as well looked really good in transition like you said as well um taking it coast to coast at one point and uh, i don't i don't know the young guys Corey kisper didn't have his best game but he was coming off of injury so i'm not going to give him a hard time of course defensively you know teams target him defensively they target all our guys defensively <laughs> you know they just do yeah, but you know he he's come back from an injury, so I, I definitely give him some time to get his get his legs back under him. Um, Johnny and let me see who else out of the young guys. Uh, Gafford, we talked about him. You know, I thought he played well in that first quarter. I don't know if he's considered as a young guy too. But that first quarter he played well. I, I thought Joel and B definitely gave him a, a, a elbow for sure. They challenged, must have challenged it, and then they called a technical foul on Joel and B. It's like if you're going to call a technical foul on Joel and B, you might as well call an offensive foul as well. So I thought there was some home cooking in Philly as well with that. That didn't make any sense to me at all. But uh, from that standpoint, Eugene he played with physicality as well. He he played pretty hard up and down, but he had some foul trouble with four fouls. I mean, only played in eleven minutes, got four fouls. But you just love the energy that you see from him. That's yeah. that's the only positive I can really say right there. And then Rollins, uh, I want to say it was Patrick Beverly tried to steal the ball from him. Did a spin move, got to the basket, finished really well. Then he had a nice uh, pass to Anthony Gillen transition for a dunk too. So uh, that's that's really it from the young guys for the most part. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the veterans. But, yeah, basically it's that same script. And, and I said it last night, I really want to see a competitive game just to see minutes. Yeah. Maybe distributed. And, you know, can the young guys get in earlier? in a competitive game but once again we see uh the same script that we saw from before another blowout <laughs> yeah different game same result i mean it's, it's how it's gonna be man i mean against a team like the 76ers where i mean i think they're better without james harden because they got the right pieces to fit around joel and b and like i said joel and b man he just 
that first quarter, I agree with you. I was very, very proud of Gaff, man, because he showed energy and he was tough against Embiid to the point where Embiid was getting mad. I mean, he got a couple. I mean, was it all blocks were in the first quarter? So, I mean, I believe so. Yeah, all five were in the first quarter, if not four out of the five. But you know, he looked good. But you know, I looked at a couple of comments, and I, I've said this time and time again, man. I don't know if it's conditioning, cardio, what's going on, but you know, he he's usually a one quarter player. Like you'll see an aggressive gaff, man, and then he it just resorts to you know falling for these crazy fouls. And and I get it, man. It, it it's a tough guard, Joel Embiid, man tough guard because he's if not the best one of the best i mean yeah Jokic, but anybody else not named Jokic, he's probably the best center in the nba i mean he's just that versatile i mean you saw tonight man he's hitting jays you know he's hitting mid-range i mean he brought the ball but you know what i mean he's just a very versatile guy for his size man so that's a tough cover but you know daniel gaffer looked good in the first quarter and then he's gone so yeah i mean I, but going back to the young guys man um and i, I guess you're kind of right you kind of still consider him a young guy but hmm. You know, underwhelming. I mean, I saw glimpses from Bilal, but here's the thing: is just I, the biggest thing I got to tell everybody, and I got to tell myself is patience, man. It's gonna be a long ride, and you know, you do see the potential with Bilal in his offensive game. It's just it's gonna come along with more experience, man. It's like we always compare it to uh, Sam Howell and the Commanders, man. You know, he's practically a rookie, so it's just getting that playing time, getting that experience. I think you're gonna start to see a better player as the year goes by. You know, he's gonna really get the kinks out of his offensive game. So I'm not too concerned, man. But um, like you said, Kispert coming off the injury. But, you know, this year I want to see more from him. And Johnny Davis, again, he is showcasing for a job, man. He's got to, you know, with the play minutes, he's got to perform, man. I mean, let's see how many minutes. 13 minutes. So, like I said, until – but that's the thing, though. I'm looking at the minutes. I kind of wanted to see more minutes for Johnny because, mm-hmm. you know, Shemette didn't play. So, I don't – you know, the minutes is – you know, I think West has got to really figure out the minutes as far as trying to – equally distributed minutes man but and i know it's easier said than done but yeah Bilal to me was probably the young guy tonight excluding denny or gap that really looked decent tonight so yeah yeah i i want to see some more minutes for johnny as well of course he's going to earn them but um yeah two for you from the field four points had a shot blocked as well so you know, it, it, it's, it's a process with Johnny. It's a process with Johnny. So, but we're going to talk about the veterans and just break down the rest of the game. And uh, before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is e- so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So uh, my bet of the day that I put in on FanDuel was Kyle Kuzma getting 20 points. He ended up with 28 points. So, I mean, I, I've been betting on him getting 20 points each game this season in his hit. It's usually like minus 155, minus 160. So it's not yeah. the best odds in the world, but it's it's a shoe-in, you know. So it's like you bet $100, you get $50. So something like that. It's, it's a pretty easy 100% bet uh, that I put in every single day. So they're probably going to change the odds on that. But if you want to take the spread, you want to take the opposing teams to beat the Wizards by more points than what their um, what the spread is, that has been basically a hundred percent wager as well. Vlogger also says over under ten wins this season, fellas. So it's looking tough on that. <laughs> yeah, for the season starting off, Fanduel I think it was like twenty four and a half, and I was really staring at the under on that. I definitely should have took the under on that. I don't know why I didn't take <laughs> it. But moving on, 
Make sure you guys, thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We should be having guest David Harrison from Locked On Commanders. He also writes for the Wizards on Sports Illustrated as well. So he will be coming on the show. We will be having him on as a guest. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, Brandon. So what was your thought about the veterans um, and just the game take overall? Uh, what, was, what were your thoughts on, on, on recapping the game? I mean, the start five was the start of the show today, man. I mean, if you look at, you know, Kuz, I mean, this is several things I'm going to say about Kuz, man. But um, first of all, looking at the stat line, 28 points, shot 12 for 20. So the fish team was, was good tonight, man. Um, six rebounds, four assists, shot four for five from three. So he was on, he was money tonight. Um, we talked about Denny, uh, his stat line, you know, Jordan Poole again, um, 23.6 assists. So he looked better tonight. Tyus Jones, six assists, 12 points, five for 13 efficiency but two two steals um i thought the starting five looked solid i mean they 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 look really good i think that tonight if you you know not that we're really looking at why they lost but i guess i would point out the bench the bench the young guys they were very underwhelming but starting five looked good now kyle kuzma man I'll, I'll say this man we talked a lot about leadership i mean you, you saw him talking to denny a lot man um i forget what what happened i, I don't know if yeah it was where uh denny got stripped and uh, I think it was Paul Reed dunked on him. And Kyle Kuzma kind of came up, talked to him, and told him, he pretty much told him what he's going to do was he was going to dish it out to him on outside and hit that three and get him some confidence. You saw them talking a lot, man. That's what I want to see. That's leadership. I like what I saw from that standpoint tonight. Um, I know that Chris Miller and Drew Gooden, they kind of mentioned it too. Um, so that's good to see because, you know, these two guys, you know, really learning off each other. I, mean, I love it, man. I love the leadership from Kuz. But Jordan Poole, you know, um, we're, we've, been, we've been hard on him. Obviously, efficiency. Now, there, there's still a couple of questionable, you know, uh, moves he did, man. I feel, I believe it was the first quarter, man, where he tried to pass it out and it ends up going out of bounds and, you know, stuff like that. But it, I think it's still learning curve win, man. He's still a young guy. Um, you know, he's, you know, they gave him the green light. He's feeling free. You know, he wants, but he's got to dial, you know, you know, yeah, he needs to dial down a little bit. But uh, I felt that he was a little more un- under control tonight. So, but his that line was 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 money. I like what I saw from him. So Gafford, yeah, I'm gonna get on Gafford a little bit, man. Um, again, first quarter, he was decent, man. But that's the thing; they don't hand out trophies for nice first quarters, man. Like, you know, yeah. you gotta you gotta play all four, man. You gotta be. And I don't know if it's conditioning. I mean, Cardio's been an issue with him the entire time in DC, man. I don't know if that was an issue in Chicago. Maybe it was the reason they flipped him. I don't, I don't know, but. Conditioning has been an issue, and you know you can't just play one quarter. You got to play off. You know, and, you know the personal fouls continue to be an issue. Um, and again, you know, and Joel B is a hard cover, man. I mean, there's not many centers, but then again, Bam cooked him. I mean, time and time again, man. I mean, how many centers in this league are you confident that Daniel Gaff can really match up well against? I mean, we'll see. Because Wednesday night, you still got Nick Richards. You got Mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how does he match up against Mark Williams? And we know what. Nick Richards, he's a wizard killer. So mm-hmm. I, I like Gaff, man. Um, but I, I need to see more, man. I need to see more if you want to be that starter. Because to me, the GM's coming out a little bit. I mean, to me, with him being in an extension, the money's just right for him to be a salary filler, man, if he's not that long-term answer. You know, and I know that, you know, a lot of people talk about James Wiseman. We're going to save that for another episode. We're really going to talk about James Wiseman, man. But, you know, Something's gotta happen. He said, "I gotta see it's more than one quarter, man." Because, like, mm-hmm. like I said, if you get trophies for one quarter, then, I mean, we we, we got like a we have a trophy room full of you know. It's just we. I need to see more from Gaff, man. But overall, the vets, man, this this first unit is what kept this somewhat respectable. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, Gaff, he tries. I thought the first quarter was really good. He had, what, four blocks in the first quarter? Yeah. And I brought up before. I thought that was an offensive foul on Joel Embiid. So, I thought he had a good first quarter. Then West went zone in the second half, and Joel Embiid, of course, he hit every wide-open mid-range uh, shot that he had right in the middle of the zone that we just let him keep catching the basketball. Um, <laughs> it got to the point where it's like they might as well just deny him the ball, just not let him touch it. Honestly, just just put two people on him. I know they would have given up a bunch of threes, but the guys at that point got that bad. Of course, they gave up a bunch of threes anyway. They gave up three threes to Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Uh, let me just pull up the stats here and just see how many threes we gave up to guys. Because I know in the first quarter, um, they tried to double team him and Tyrese Maxey hit him on him. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard to double. It's kind of like you pick your poison. Tobias Harris went off in the first quarter. DeAnthony Melton hit up with with four threes. DeAnthony Melton. They talked about it on the broadcast how he shot. He was shooting twenty nine percent. Um from the field and of course he has a get right game against the Washington Wizards he has a breakout game he ended up with uh where is it D'Anthony Mountain and somebody talked about Pat Beverly trying to you know being a try hard too he definitely came out there and was was just being that's that's just how Patrick Beverly is you know he's gonna try to you know taunt and showboat oh yeah and, uh whatnot so yeah Melton hit four threes Maxie hit three Batum came off the bench and hit three threes they were 12 for 31 from the three, which is, you know, which is fine. 37%. We shot better than from the three-point line. But, yeah, once again, we don't defend the three-point line well. We, we don't get back in transition. Try, Tyrese Maxey had a layup line at one point in that third or fourth quarter. He just kept getting to the to the basket pretty easily, and we had no answer for Joel Embiid. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's, it really is a similar script. There was one point in the second quarter where Wes had the all-bench lineup. So, when I see people complain about that, that was something that didn't work at all. The, the starters didn't work either. But the bench lineup definitely, uh, definitely uh, helped the Sixers get a get a to break out to a lead for sure. Uh, just thinking about the game too, I didn't like how Marquise Morris hip checked Gail Gafford. I thought he got away with a with a not a flagrant, but I thought that was just not yeah. a bad play. So that that could have been a technical foul. But uh, yeah, once again, we we struggled to guard the three point line. We struggled to get stops. The zone didn't work at all. We struggled to get back on defense. And uh, offensively, yes, I do think Jordan Poole was better today. I do think I think he was locked on, locked in. He was more focused. His shot, his shot selection was a lot better. Even though he took a couple of deep threes, he was making them four for nine from the three point line, eight yeah. for fifteen from the from the field. A lot better, uh, a much better game from him. And then Kyle Kuzma, twenty eight points. I thought he got to the basket a lot, four for five from the three point line. So it was a better shooting game from him. They had good games, and we're still getting blown out like this. And we have, I have no complaints about Jordan Poole today, really. He yeah. airballed a mid-range jumper at the beginning, but, you know, he had a short memory on that. Gallinari, four minutes. He was unplayable today. He was getting cooked by Paul Reed on one play. Uh, Landry Schmidt is a DNP, so we don't even get trade value up for these guys. So this it, – it, it's just it's just looking rough right now. It is, but I get it. It's a trust-the-process situation where we're looking into the future. The guys who were trying to get the trade value up – DeLon Wright only got five minutes, too, and he's a guy that we're supposed to be training, yeah. too, so – Guys that Muscala only three minutes. He was he was pretty awful tonight too. He got in, got blocked. So even the guys who are in expiring deals who we're looking at, we're really looking at to get traded, they barely played, you know. So and I, I know we want to play some of the young guys more. So I, I don't disagree with it. But um, yeah, it, it's tough when you have guys on a roster that you're looking to trade and and their trade value is not going to go up anyway. It's a long conversation to have, you know, another day. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's just rough. It was another rough. One. No, you didn't hit the nail on the head, man. Look, buy out Shamet. <laughs> Spy him out. <laughs> buy Gallo out. What are we doing? I mean, get Johnny some minutes. Um, Eugene Amaru, he needs good minutes. Look, this is all about evaluating the young guys, man. Buy these guys out. I mean, like you said, 
Gallo, man, he, he might as well have a walker out there with some tennis balls on him. Man. I mean, oh, I, I mean, he's he's just, I, you know what I mean? He's just slow, man. I don't, I'm gonna say, man, he's just four minutes. He practically, I don't know why they gave him four minutes. I just start buying these guys out. Let's start getting minutes for these young guys, man. They have right. no trade value. Who are we gonna trade for? I mean, you know, Delon, man, Delon's a different player this year, man. He's just he's been a little underwhelmed himself. So looking at these expiring deals, I, I mean, who who would you move? To me, the only guy right now that has trade value right now would be Tyus Jones. And uh-huh. even then, you know, Jordan Poole ain't ready to take, take point. So, you know, he's I think that Tyus might play the year out. We'll see. But um, yeah, I don't see much value because Shemet, if he ain't hitting threes, he ain't hitting nothing. He's just he's a statue. So right. I just, I, to me personally, I think they need to start buying guys out, man. Just, just buy them out. It was, start getting these young guys some minutes. So that's where I'm at with, man. Um, starting five looks straight, but again, you know, you, you two, uh, you know, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma dropping 20 plus, and we still get blown out, man. So that's right. But, you know, that's the script they're playing by, and that's what we're going to watch, man. Like I said, it's a sitcom. So. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. It really is a script. But we're going to get to comments here. But before we do that, we have a quick word from Brandon. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. So looking at a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, right? There's unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes and all kinds of things coming up that can lead to supply chain shortages for medication or the inability to get medications when you need them most. So I got a solution for y'all. It's the Jace case. And the Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. So I'm, look, I'm a big believer in having what you need, man. I'm, you know, military dude, man. So I believe in having certain you know, medicines, any kind of tools that your family's going to need in the event of any kind of unrest, uh, disease i mean anything big that happens man you definitely i definitely recommend the jace case because it has a lot in there man so hey if you have if you think you want to get a jace case all you got to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code locked on at checkout and you get a 20 dollar discount on your order that's promo code locked on at j-a-s-e medical.com and again i i cannot recommend it enough y'all definitely definitely consider it um because you, you never know what you're going to need in, in any kind of emergency situation. So, uh, and thank you for making Lockers Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day or tomorrow, again, we have David Harrison, who does Locked On Commanders. And he does and also a writer on Inside the Wizards for SI. So, we're definitely going to chop it up with him tomorrow night about the Wiz kids, man. Yes, sir. I'm already, I'm already laughing. So, he's coming. <laughs> Oh, Desan uh, says Kisper and Delon have been so bad at sticking in to see. Yeah, Delon Delon has not looked good, and that's the unfortunate thing about it is that you know his trade value. I'm not yeah. saying his trade value is a lot anyway. I'm not expecting to get a first round pick or anything close to that. Maybe a second round pick. Basically, what you got from Monte Morris, second yeah. round pick. Um, right now, like you said, Brandon, it's getting to the point where some of these guys they're just straight up just going to get bought out. Like you're just you're not gonna get anything from Shemet. You're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to hope that a team uh, uh, trades for Shemet and some other guys. Now somebody may trade for Shemet just because he can shoot. You know, he's yeah. a known shooter. Um, hasn't really done it so far. He hasn't played in a lot of games. Now, if he's getting the DNP, that just I don't, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And then Gallo is just unplayable. He can't move. I mean, he he it's like a cone on defense, cement in the shoes, cement feet. 
can barely jump over a cup. Looks like he needs AARP. I mean, all that stuff. You know, like, <laughs> he can barely move. Muscala can barely move. You know, if he's not hitting threes, he doesn't provide much value. Pat Baldwin, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm just saying as far as the young guys, too, I don't he's not even suiting up. You know, he I think he's gonna be on a G League team. And uh, I was kind of excited when they when they brought him over. But uh, yeah, man, the, the the veterans are just not they're just they're just they are what they are, basically. Yeah. And uh Kispert, like I said, I'm not going too too hard on Kispert because he just came back from an injury. He had a great game against the Grizzlies. He's had one really, really good game. Some of the other games have been solid. So I just want to see how he comes back from the injury. I give him some time. This is his first game back. I'll give him a pass. We play a, a lesser opponent in the Hornets. We'll talk about that tomorrow as far as a preview. But I think the Hornets game will be – it will finally be our first close game in a long time. I don't think it's going to be the wave in the white flag. I think that one's actually <laughs> going to be a competitive game where it goes, I'll say, at least to the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we got a chance, man, because I think we got the Hornets uh, twice. Um, mm-hmm. We we got them in Charlotte Wednesday night, and then we come um, Friday night for the end-season tournament game against them. So, I mean, like you said, this is an opponent that is very similar. I think that, you know, they want to play hard. These are two winnable games. You know, please win Friday night, because I'll be there with the wife, man. <laughs> please win for your boy, man. Please win for your boy. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Because, um, like you said, Gallo is just done, man. He's done. Yeah. I don't, I mean, what value are you going to get for him? I mean, that, yeah. buy him, buy him out. Um, Shemin's the same. You know, you can argue that you're, there's still a hot commodity of shooters. You know, you see Duncan Robinson in Miami. But, you know, you, if you saw it when we, we played Miami, he a little more than a shooter. I mean, against the Wizards, he I mean, he was driving on us. So, right. um, it's just, I don't see much value. DeLon has taken a step back. Um, to me, Tyus is the only vet. That has value. Now you can say Kyle Kuzma, but mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they move him this year. I think he's going to be here for at least a couple of years, in my opinion. If you know, now they could very well move him in the offseason, but I don't see him being a deadline move, man. I think that um, he's still a really good influence in his locker room because, like I said, I like what I saw from Kyle Kuzma, man, just from a leadership standpoint, talking to Denny, kind of giving pointers, um, helping with his confidence, man. Because we all know that look, with Denny is a confidence thing, and for him to you know to set him up for that three, and I mean. The boost is confidence, man. That's it a lot. But yeah, as far as Gallo, Shamet, get man Marui and Johnny Davis, man. Is I don't spy him out. <laughs> Come on. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, we're rebuilding. They don't have value. Just would waste a bunch of time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, Will Barton, who didn't have a good season, he played. I think he's played. I think he played better than some of these guys. Yeah. Better yeah. right now. And he, he got bought out. So imagine if, you know, you're playing not as, not as good as Will Barton. And, and he got bought out. So that, that's telling right there. Uh, let's see here. Siva says, keep Denny Kuz Gaff as backup center. Kispert a seven man, get rid of all the rest, including the biggest client of them all. West, what a joke. Yeah, I, I'll respond to this first. Keep Denny Kuz Gaff as backup center. Keep, <laughs> yeah, Gaff, yeah, Gaff is a backup. That's what he is. He's playing as a starter, but he's really not a starter. He's a, he's a darn good backup. I think if he was a backup, I think he'd probably be one of the best backup centers in the league. But right now, as a starting center, he's probably a bottom five starting center in the league. So he's playing out of position. He's kind of be, he's being asked to do too much, and guys can't guard anyway. So they're not helping him out either. Our guards aren't helping him at all. Uh, Kispert is a seven man. I'm fine with that. I think that's just where he yeah. is. Occasional guy off the bench, a shooter. Get rid of all the rest. Sure, I'm fine. Of course, you got to keep Bilal. You got to keep Denny. 
see what you got in him. Let Eugene play because he plays hard. Rollins plays hard. So basically that last part of the bench. And then you just got to just see what you got in pool for the rest of the year, whether he's, you know, he's going to get his value up or be here next year. Same thing with Kuzma. Kuzma's getting his value up. I think his value is starting to go up a little bit. It It may not go up any higher than what it was last year, but, you know, if he puts up 28, plays efficient ball like that, just not shacking a fool, then, yeah, I think championship contenders will certainly look for Kyle Kuzma and definitely offer a first-round pick if he can play like he did tonight consistently like that. Doesn't have to put up 30, but if he plays efficiently and then not shacking the fool, I think he'll be fine. His, his value should be pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, see if I – and Wes, we already know what it is with Wes. You know, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get, you know, him playing zone, playing all bench lineup, yeah. losing leads. We just haven't had an opportunity to really have a lead to lose it this year. Uh, so, I mean, defense is bad. And all of it's not his fault. You know, this roster, it is what it is. We don't have any bigs. So, I mean, they're just not a good roster. And that's, that's just the plan right now with the team is to get get the best draft pick as the best draft pick as possible and look to the future and just stack up on draft picks. Hey, the plan's working. <laughs> they're well on their way, man. Because I, um, I know they, they almost every mock draft has us a number one with Ron Arnold. Yes, so, I mean, I mean that's, it is what it is. And, yeah, I look, I mean, that is the plan. You know, and, and obviously it's not fun to watch the plan, but that's the plan. But, um, I mean, you hit all the nails in the head. It's just with Gaff, man. Like I said, I'm a big Gaff fan, man. It's just as a starter, he ain't it. He's just, I mean, tonight he looked good in the first quarter, dunking on folk. The, he's a lob threat. It's just, I need more energy than one quarter, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For Really, I need more energy than one quarter to justify you getting an extension. Because that's a Tommy Shepard move. I, I felt like that was a little hurried, man, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and Lord knows we know about Tommy's moves. So, yeah. um, so for me to really want him here long-term as a backup, I need to see more, man. Because right now he's very one-dimensional. You know, he, he needs to get on that cardio, man. I know people are going to comment that you could probably get my cardio if you ain't on TikTok, but I ain't going to comment. But, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's just, I, I need to see more from Gaff, man. And I hope I do. I really do. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dan 70 says Gallo moves slower than Jason Witten out there. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> uh, that's pretty down slow. Uh, let's see here. Sheldon T. Says, I guess my expectations expectations are low. This is never a playoff caliber roster. I'm just hoping to see the young guys get better and play harder. Yeah. Um, there was another comment where something about getting 10 wins. I think it was DMV for life. Uh Kevin Culver says, There's no way I can watch the Wizards this year if they're going to put a product on the court like that. Yeah, it's hard to watch. I mean, now Kevin Colbert, if you're in the area, definitely try to get some tickets to the the uh, what's it called the loft, the uh seat. <laughs> That they put in this year definitely get some tickets to that just to get a good experience you know i think everybody should do that once in a lifetime so kevin colbert certainly go out there and do that and try to stop a cap one you and, set uh, nobody up man <laughs> <laughs> you set people up <laughs> well, if they handed out free Hennessy, yeah i'm there man but <laughs> no yeah no they're giving out some bobbleheads this, this year. that's right <laughs> They gave us a T-shirt last time, but I don't, I don't know if it's enough for Kevin to go out there to want to go out there and watch it. Um, Israeli, I guess we'll read an Israeli fandom's comment, and then we'll read one more. We'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, he says, I still think Denny's the face of the franchise, but Bilal is awesome to watch. He's going to be great. He had more points today than Johnny had combined until the last month of last season. Um, that The stats, the stat, your comment about the stats, I have to look that up. 
it sounds true to be honest, but it's probably not. Uh, Johnny did barely, barely play in any regular season games. He played uh, primarily in the G League, so you you might be right. I have to look at it. It's really fandom and then about him being the face of the franchise. Right now, we really don't have a face of the franchise, so I, I don't. I'm not really caring about that at this at this point. Yes, he's the longest tenured wizard, but we we personally don't have a face of the franchise. G Wiz is the face of the franchise. G <laughs> Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, Bilal. I mean, you can see the potential of Bilal, man. I, I'm very yeah. intrigued. I think he's going to develop them to be a dog, man. You see the dog in him is just. Um, he's got to be more aggressive, but uh, Denny's he, look. Denny's definitely. I mean, I don't know about face the franchise, um, but he's definitely looking, making his contract look like it might be a bargain in the long run. I mean, you know, he's really coming to his own offensively, man. But I see people already. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, overall, I've been I've been impressed with Denny this year, man. He's he's showing out offensively. He really is, and this is all we've been asking for him, you know. So. Mm. Right, yeah, yeah. Blau, he has some good moments today. King Bilar says Kuz will get his numbers to get traded. Is obvious. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what the plan is. So, put up twenty eight points. If he plays a full game, he might have had forty. Uh, if he would have played all four quarters, and it just gets trade value up. Other teams are watching for sure. Other other teams are looking, and and that's that's part of the plan. So, uh, kudos to Kuz for doing that tonight. Uh, I guess last comment. Is here preach wizards podcast? He said, I saw a fire lit under Kuz and Denny to become winners tonight. They're learning what it is to have all the pressure of winning on them. I'll, I'll just say this real quick. Yeah, Brandon, you brought up earlier, they were talking to each other, the Brent on the bench, they were covering their mouths. They weren't laughing, which is a good sign because yeah. typically, you know, we've seen them laugh and lose by 20 25. We saw that last year too when they were losing and laughing on the bench. So it looked like they had a, a legitimate conversation there about improving or just making adjustments on the court even though they just don't have the roster so i i did i i didn't mind that conversation you know not not like i'm the person who you know is a rule or anything but i, I didn't mind that conversation it looked like a, a good basketball discussion that they were having absolutely man look kakuzma has championship experience you know jordan pool you know we know that he has ways to go but he he's got championship experience so these guys can learn something you know um, i like to see who's out there being that leader, um, Denny seems like he's a sponge. He likes to soak up a lot of that, man. So that's what you want to see from a guy, especially a guy to just um, sign a bag, man. You know, some people sign those bags and they kind of lift their foot off the gas a little bit. He wants to become a better player. And, he, you know, we know what Denny can do on the defensive end, man. But offensively, he has impressed me this year. He's been consistent. So, yeah, I love to see it. I love to see that on the sidelines, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to wrap it up tonight. We want to thank you guys for listening. Win, lose, or draw. Make sure you guys check us out tomorrow and make us your first listen every day. We will be having David Harrison on tomorrow night, and we will be previewing the Hornets game on Wednesday. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit that notification bell, hell to the Wizards and the Commanders since they won. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Have a good one and peace.